I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. With us tonight, we've got producer and sound guy, Joe. Woo. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Check one, two. Nice. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And we are a podcast that is back in the country. I mean, the U.S. The U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, everybody. Don't be a freaking manus. Buy me a beer, not a freaking coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a coffee and then buy me a beer, which is gracias. Don't forget to sign up for a membership and you get premium content like Whiskey Wisdom with Father Joe. And now that you're back on the wagon, we're, we're going to have some off new off episodes. The off the yeah, wagon. That's right. Off, off the wagon. It's off, off or wagon. on or yeah, something. On or off that off. wagon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Where's it's the booze? Is it, it off Stradling the wagon it. or is it I on the wagon? I think you're on the wagon if you're not drinking. Draw, not drinking. I right? think that's the and game. Okay, yeah. Off the wagon. I am so off the wagon. I am fully off the wagon. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So we can start recording some more Whiskey Wisdoms. Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah, hard to do during Lent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not as wise or witty. No. Non-Whiskey Wisdom. Or interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, make sure you pick up some ILB swag at our online store. Um, links to both Buy Me a Coffee and the ILB store are on the website's homepage, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And, of course, make sure to find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram, I Like Beer the Po one, I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. I think you said we picked up a bunch of uh, followers, yeah. uh, Canadian followers. We so did. welcome to all of those uh, Canadians. Canadians up in the Great White North. Yeah, nice to have you. Eh? Yeah. I did pick up some of the lingo too. You did. You I did. feel like yeah. I'm bilingual yeah. now. Yeah. Pretty much. So, you were uh, definitely bilingual up there. So usually this is the point where, what are we drinking tonight? But Joe, uh, I'm. <laughs> Also, I'm on the wagon. You're, you're now <laughs> on the wagon. I am on the wagon. Yes. I'm not comfortable uh, on the wagon. It's uh, a bumpy wagon. Yeah. But yeah. I got to have a little dry out time. I got to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, so I've got water. You do have water. You we have something. switched rolls. Yes. You brought a Pliny the Elder yeah, that was delivered for us. and Listener Michael. Yeah. You guys started the podcast by saying we weren't going to drink tonight and i said <laughs> that absolutely is not the case <laughs> well cheers to you uh, cheers to me that's what i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna have some uh, too because i can't uh, let you drink alone yes. Joe. that would not be talent is making a sacrifice that's not for me i i've i've yeah. uh what do you want to say dried out for three days so yeah, you're good yeah and the hardest part of Lent was watching that Pliny the Elder go down. So this is oh, that was good timing then yes. by Michael. Yes. We did hit eighteen breweries and tap rooms. We had one hundred unique beers, and that something doesn't count how many duplicates of excellent beers we had. Right. Um, but that that's a good week. Oh, it's a phenomenal week. In case anyone's getting too hard on me for being right. on the wagon, yes, uh, eighteen breweries and tap rooms, one hundred unique beers in the week. What a fun week! Yeah, had some great beers, met some cool people. And now that I've got water and you guys have a Pliny, I think it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. We 
got to toast the BC Ale Trail, the British Columbia Ale Trail. Yes, that, yeah, that's legit. And it's really yeah. cool how well organized it is with the app and everything. And uh, I thought it was really cool, really neat. We didn't hit all the breweries. They had more to offer, uh, but we hit we hit some highlights. And then some of the breweries we didn't get to go to, we made sure we tried the beer at some of the tap rooms. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, so hats off. Uh, toast the glass to the BC Ale Trail. Yeah, I, actually, that ties right in with my toast because I was basically just saying all the breweries. Uh, I actually didn't really realize it was eighteen. That's uh, a lot, but uh, <laughs> all the, all eighteen breweries we went to, and and especially all of the breweries that took time uh, to meet with us, we got a lot of interviews, which I think we're going to share with everybody, and just met some cool people and um, some unique things in terms of perspectives. I was thinking about Mauricio's at Asylum, just how they approach their beer making and naming and everything, which I was still to this day blown away with. I think it's one of the coolest ones I've, I've run into. So toast to all of them. How about any roasts? you come back from the trip with any roasts? Yeah, you know, it's hard to do that. But, you know, like anything, we did hit a couple breweries that I am going to roast. Just kind of uh, uh, house sound brewing. Uh, that one, uh, you know, beer was solid, food was solid, but uh, service and they they yeah. basically like threatened us when we walked to the bar. Like, yeah. sit down, we'll get to you at a point. I know, yeah. weren't the friendliest. Um, no. I did look though afterwards later on that, and it it's no longer a what do you want to say independent brewing. It actually was pur- purchased by a big restaurant consortium, uh, so that, that makes, makes some sense, sense and maybe yeah. not so much attention to that. Uh, and then the other one that we we tried to get into like three times, and every time it's like, yeah, we don't have room for you. We don't have room for you. Was that was that Granville Island Brewing? Oh, they had no interest in us. No. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not talking about us, like just serving it, like letting us come in there and have a beer. Yeah. And there were open tables and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we don't have room for anybody. We don't have any yeah, room yeah. for anybody. So step aside. And it was raining. Go outside. Yeah, yeah go, go outside. outside step aside. So those two, I would, those would be my roasts. Everyone else were phenomenal. Yeah. I don't even think, I don't know if you've included, I guess you'd have to include House Sound in the 18. You can't really include Gran- Granville. Although we had a bunch of their beers at other places and they were good beers. They make a peach uh, wheat, which was fantastic. Yeah, good place. I, my, my roast is a, a kind of a self roast. For a missed opportunity because we uh, were coming back from one brewery way out and way up. We were at uh, the uh, Souk Oceanside mm-hmm. uh, Brewing, SOB, and we were rushing back to, to meet with Adam over at Phillips. Yeah. And we saw a sign for brewery on the side of the road. Yeah, and Souk we, Brewing Company, and we had drove right past we it. We drove right that, yeah. but but we did see signs going out into the woods, oh, yeah. deep into the woods, and it kept going and going and going. <laughs> we ended up at Bad Dog Brewing, yeah. which was probably the unique, most unique venue i think i've ever been to yeah right what yeah. we were wondering is this a trick is this yeah. an axe mur- it wasn't not an no. axe murder well no. at least not, not i mean he treated yeah. us super nice john out there brewing at his house yeah it's basically <laughs> he took his house and he turned his front yard into a brewery in a working brewery it's crazy with great beers with great beer yeah. canned um everything yeah. it was it was impressive and missed opportunity was we we, we didn't record anything yeah we, took right. a, we got we drank yeah. the beers we took some pictures we bought some swag and we zipped out yeah. and like wow that was really the most unique venue we've yeah. ever been to yeah and uh maybe i put it's a brewing is pretty close but but uh yeah it's it was very close but i think the difference between it's a in this one that this was actually like a legitimate the 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 scope of what he was doing at his place. I mean, had a tasting room, you know, and, and yeah. had swag, like a lot yeah. of swag in that room, like more than most breweries have. Yeah. And then, like I said, it was really funny. I don't know if you noticed, but when we were leaving, uh, his wife was outside loading their yeah. truck with all the cans. <laughs> While he's and, serving and, beer. And Doc stopped and actually helped them load the rest of yeah. the back of their uh, their uh, um, their van with all their, uh, their their beer that they were taking around. So that, it was really just impressive how, how uh, out there it was, but how like, wow, you know, this guy's really... 
you know, yeah. set He's, it up. His name is John. He said uh, his advice to anyone wanting going into brewing: don't, yeah, don't. You won't make <laughs> any money because when you make money, you'll just spend it making your brewery better. Making yeah. your beer. He had a squid ink yes. beer too. Yeah, which he did. Probably our most unique yeah. beer. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess we get to relive it. We get to talk about it, but we didn't record it, yeah. so yeah. it still happened. That's on us. True. Yeah. <laughs> Got a pour? I do, and I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with my roast, and I'm just kind of pouring one out for flexibility. That was one of the things that I found most interesting on this trip was just how pleasant people were, but in terms of like a lot of the restaurants and even some of the breweries, but just uh, very inflexible. Like yeah. it was like, no, no, this is how we do it, and yeah. well, well, can we do this, this, and this? And which most places we go, oh, no problem, no, 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 this is how we do it, you know? <laughs> right? And we're we're celebrities from Southern <laughs> oh, California, yeah. Yeah. so right. like on the side is a big uh, thing. Can we get the dressing on the side? Can we get this on yeah, the side? No, no, can, no, we we, do it? can you make it? Yeah, they were no, yeah. no, 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 we can't. We don't do that. <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. You should be the producer in that situation, yeah. dealing with your guys' riders. Uh, I know. Yeah, it was tough, Joe. I can yeah. make no movement yeah. for you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it didn't take away. Like I said, most people and, and most of the breweries were went out of their way, and they were super cool. And like we even had a bunch where we were just walking in, and as soon as they they we started talking, we're like, yeah, you guys want to you want to interview? You know, can you give us? Yeah, we'll we'll take you back in the back and. Saw saw um, a lot of really cool things and got a lot of really cool beers. I mean, think about the guy at Vancouver Island uh, Brewing who actually like was going through cool things trying to find beers. Like, oh, I got a couple of them here. I want you guys to try this yeah. one now. I want you guys to try this one. So it was really cool. Yeah, that, that was, was great. I, I'm going to pour one out for a bucket list item. I did get yeah. to see Orc in the Wild. So yeah, that nice. was very cool. I can go to my eternal rest with uh, some satisfaction there. That being done. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast and pour one out. So we said Bad Dog was one of the most unique venues and Squid Ink beer, most, one of the most unique beers. But Mauricio Lozano over at uh, Faculty Brewing, yeah. one of the most unique backstories. Right. Guys from Mexico comes up and now and he has a brewery in Canada, in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Can we hear some of that? All right, talent, uh, Doc, the sunny weather ran out. It We're, did run out, but luckily we have a uh, fallback activity. Brewery visits. Brewery visits, yeah. <laughs> so we're very fortunate today. We're here at Faculty Brewing in Vancouver with our friend Mauricio. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. Nice to meet you all as well. Yeah, nice to meet you. A great little place. Yeah. Um, you're going to tell us a little bit about the faculty brewing story and a little bit about yourself. Yes. And maybe well, we'll have a beer or two along the way. Of course, of course. I mean, this place is tiny. If you're describing it to people that have not uh, Googled it, it's 1,400 square feet. And we were able to fit a seven-barrel uh, brewery here. So everything is very movable. Like all these tables we're on here right now, they push to the side, we're rolling the canning machine, like we're sitting on the packaging room. <laughs> and that's how small it is. And yeah. the, the ceilings are just like nine feet. So like you only fit tiny tanks. We're seven heck tanks because that's as high as you can fit. Cozy. Yeah, it's cozy. Yeah. Cozy and small. Yeah. We're tucking a corner in an alley. Yeah. It's perfect for but a rainy day. It is All perfect. you need is elbow yeah. room to drink a beer. <laughs> Very good. So why faculty? Where did that name come from? And what's yeah. the backstory well, so here? So my, my background uh, a little bit, I mean, you, you can hear a little bit. I'm not from an English-speaking country. I was born in Mexico. And I'm a food scientist. Like, my dad was a butcher. So I was always very involved with food. And part of that took me to study food science. And I did a year abroad in England. And when I went to England, I felt like, oh, I'm in Europe. I'm going to learn about wines and brandies and whiskeys. And no, it was Northern England. I was in <laughs> Leeds, and it was all about ales and pub and cascales. And there was actually a course called Traditional Alcoholic Beverages. 
and I just took it. It was part of the of the degree, and it was you learn all about fermentation and like malting and ales, and that was just like a course that you can take as an elective, and I was just fascinated by it. Then fast forward uh, later, where you know you're just learning a little bit about it, visiting all the pubs. I visited like the Boddington's Brewery, Tedley's, Black Sheep, like all these pubs and cascades that they had around, and the love of beer just kind of like started. I, I actually fell upon like finding how uh, entertaining or how amazing you can get with flavors with beer. Then I went back to Mexico and me and my wife packed our car, drove all the way to Vancouver for our master's degrees. And when we arrived in Vancouver, we realized it was a very good homebrewing community. So then a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of science, got into homebrewing. And fast forward later when the legislation changed before breweries couldn't have a bar attached to it. And when they did that in 2013, some breweries starting to pop, right? Because a brewery this size is not viable if you don't have a bar. So a little bit of that changed. The love to like kind of like do it like happening and they're like, well, it's my hobby. I know a little bit about it. Let's jump into it. But the same thing is like, why the name faculty? So I came here to do my master's degree. I've always been involved in academia. And every time I would give friends, regular average beer drinkers, the beers, like, if they didn't know anything about it, they were just like, no, it's too hoppy, it's too hard, I don't want to have it. But you explain, like, oh my God, can you taste the dark roasting here? Or can you taste the caramel? Or can you really understand, like, dry hopping, like, this, you smell it, you don't taste it, or it's less bitter? They had these aha moments, and then they will make way better beer choices later. Mm -hmm. So the brand went exactly into it. It's how do we make a brewery that gives these aha moments for new beer drinkers then, when we opened six years ago, now for, like, people that, you know, are into beer. So very little nuggets that we kept was we put our recipes always on the can or on the website. You can Google the homebrew recipe for all the beers. And then so we get inundated with emails by people that's like, oh, you should try to do this. You should try to move this. So it worked almost like academia. So that's like why a, it Like worked. an open source brewery. Exactly. Pretty much, pretty much. And so we are like an academia in that way. Like, like we are open source. Every time we make a new recipe or a new change, we put it online, we publish it. People will comment on it and they'll do it. And then the other part that I kept was naming the beers like beers have beautiful names like don't get me wrong they're beautiful names for beers but you don't know what they what they mean and so the concept that i wanted to play with was we wanted to number the beers like school courses so the easiest beer on the menu oh, is the lager okay. is 101 you know you go yeah, to school math yeah, 101 and sense. then they keep getting complex <laughs> as it goes like 400 would be like almost like graduate level and so with that if you walk in today with no idea about beer so say i, I get a friend from out of town not from a beer drinking uh, country that, you know. Oh, this is a beers. sad story you're telling. Exactly. <laughs> and they just come over and like, they don't know what to order. So right. like, just look at the number, like yeah. where do you want to place yourself? And so, you know, like if you're a average, like a very good beer drinker, don't tell me that like the 101 or 121 are lame, but they're in yeah. the easier side, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then you come to yeah. more complex beers. I'm noticing my West Coast, because you're from San Diego, is a high on the list at 415. Yeah, exactly, That's exactly. exactly. The, the dry hop, the bitter yeah, hands yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, well, I know we're not talking beer yet, but you know, from the home of West Coast IPAs, good job well, on your West you. Coast IPAs. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and so so that's kind of like the idea behind. So so the why faculty is kind of like the yeah. two edges a little bit, like giving that educational part and, and the publishing side, but also have that like very easy entry level way of choosing your beer. And the, the variety for the, the beers you have here, we've got, what, seven beers on tap? Yeah. That's quite a spread. It's extended. Yeah, there's a variety. You don't. You're not coming in. And it's not seven IPAs. Or, we got a or, lager, a yeah, Gosa. Yeah. We've got an ESB. We got the West Coast. 
and a couple things in between that are unique. Well, what's your shower beer? We're, we're interested in knowing about the shower beer. <laughs> so we do, I mean, so as you can tell, there's beers to style, like you said, lager, lager, ESB, pale ale, right? And there's beers that we get to have fun with. And I think that's the nice thing of being a small facility. You're not tied up to mass producing the same recipe always. So um, just throwing out there, like the, the shower beer, we have a staff actually from Whistler, British Columbia, um, who wanted to have the perfect shower beer. Like, you know, you will have a shower right, beer here right. and there after skiing, after running, you wanna have something cozy on the shower, you have a, you know, crack a beer. Uh, and sometimes, what's the best shower beer? So they nice. were at designing like the best beer for the shower. So it's a pale ale, but it's very, very dry. Like a lot of the hazy pale ales these days tend to be on the sweeter side. And this one went dry, 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 dry. And then we just went heavy on the dry hop with Calista hops that are very floral. So kind of like, you know, you're having a shower, you have the, yeah. a beer that smells floral and round, but it's still dry and refreshing. Because no, I mean, the shower is hot. Like you yeah. want to have something quenching when you're yeah. like, having a shower. And that is, is pretty popular. Um, the beer next to it is the London Fog. And that's another little uh, curble we, we, we threw. There's a beverage here in, in this part of the world that is uh, called London Fog. And it's usually Earl Grey with vanilla and steamed milk. And it's very popular. And so we wanted to get a beer that resembled a little bit of it. So it's still a beer, it's an American ale, tastes like a beer, but there's hints of bergamot and vanilla bean, like if you're having a London Fog. So it's the classic person that walks in, it's like, oh, I'm not really into beer. Do you like London Fox? Yes, you should try the London Fox. It's delicious. And you could get someone no, it, not into beer to go and try Yeah, it's it. a delicious beer. I actually really like it. That's, that's, I, I went through the tasters, and they're all really good, but I, I was like, this is unique. I haven't really had one that, that's like it, and it's it's, uh, yeah, it's, good. Um, very, it's good. very very balanced and, and yeah. uh, finishes nice. It's, it's a good beer. Thank you. And so those are the ones that go outside of the, of the style line. And so, well, this one's five ingredients, obviously, but how strong is it going to be? Well, yeah. just look at the number. You know, like, okay, it's more than a lager, but less than a pale ale. So just by choosing the number 250, you kind of like piece yourself around um, how in the menu is going to behave. Now, um, as I said, because we're packaging from this uh, little room, usually the beers you're drinking that is very peculiar in these size breweries is we're drinking straight from the bright tanks. So the bright tanks have these little uh, pumps, and when she pours the beer, you might hear the noise. The podcast might not pick okay. it up. No, but what you hear is that, like that, that, that gossip noise is uh, an true. air pump, and it's basically pressurizing the line so you get the, the beer all the way to the bar from the from the tanks. So we're drinking what's on production right now. Hey, right. doesn't get much fresher. Doesn't get more <laughs> no, fresher. No, fresher. No, so like if you wanted to try the IPA right now, it's in cans. I mean, one week all cans, but like it will be on cans. So we can move more into into our core beers right. that we try to sell to bars and restaurants. But when you come to, to the brewery, there will be a lot more things in rotation. So every Thursday, we try to put up a new recipe, usually a 30 liter to 40 liter batch that we're piloting. But also if we're releasing a larger beer, we will release it on a Thursday. So coming early in the week, kind of comes like, well, if you go on a Thursday, for sure it's going to be a day, there's going to be something brand new, new yeah. jumping into the lines of the, the menu. So Vancouver has a lot of great restaurant scene. And so how is it getting your beers into the restaurant scene? Well, I'd say it's competitive uh, yeah. in that way. Like uh, Vancouver exploded in, in number of breweries since 2013, mm -hmm. and we opened 2016, and now we're talking 2022, and the pace of opening breweries have 
continue to go. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, because Vancouver is very experimental, food is like a place with lot, lots of ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. People are used to like multiple, multiple flavors. Now, the tasting room is cool because location, 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 right? You have a good location, you most likely you have a good product, you have a space, and the competition is at the taps. It's like really what restaurants go with your values, what restaurants yeah. go with your style, and try to get yourself uh, into there. Also, you realize some breweries are in certain price points, right. some breweries are in other price points, how you place yourself around. And so, I mean, basically, we can walk into a restaurant and know, like, are we going to be able to make the sale here or not? Yeah. Right? Just by looking at what styles of beers they do, what styles they go around. And yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, a lot of restaurants is still wine list is like endless right. and there's like two bottle beers that so i think i think the, the growth of understanding that beer is as fancy and beers can be you know as sophisticated that's getting into the consumer but like i guess if, if the restaurants are slowly evolving they'll cut up and and i really hope when restaurants will treat their, their beer list as a treat their, their wine list right well, we've noticed that we've hit a couple actually restaurants that were more like kind of tap room restaurants really good in there very extensive tap list so so i think you can see that that that's that's kind of happening oh yeah so some are making those transitions or oh, definitely or like touristy locations like you can you cannot go to a touristy location and not have a proper right. crap beer right. and usually those were prime macro beer destinations because yeah. you know they can you know help with infrastructure cost and put it in and now well they keep the macro tabs to help them with with the infrastructure costs but then they they commit other other tabs to to tourism and now the government has the um has supported the bcal trail right if you come into so there's basically a platform supported by tourism bc to showcase the brewery so that means finally they're noticing like this is tourism into the province and we are like the attraction like i mean apart from the mountains and the ocean and multiple things this province offers yeah it was yeah yeah so you mentioned you fell in love with beer in in england your time there was there a do you remember a beer or a a brewery there or a style that that was your first time you said you're a hot moment well, <laughs> yeah, you just talked about aha I mean, moments. So I mean, it's... yes, but I mean, that aha moment for me was actually the first casks. Like, I've never had a cask ale before. Yeah. And um, so having the cask ale and, and the lower carbonation is a little warmer, a lot more flavor. And there was a cask brand called Black Sheep, also very, very dark and, and neat. But that was the first time I actually saw nitro. Like, so everybody pieces uh, Guinness with nitro, great. But there was actually a beer called Tetley's uh, that is like a pale ale. In, in nitro and I was like wow like you can <laughs> put nitro in other beers and make them as creamy and, yeah. and a mouthful so for me that was a big big aha moment and Buddingtons was a brewery I visited and I loved it as well and super unique I mean apart from like later learning that everybody drank Carlingo Keats which is like a Canadian brand and like that was the yeah. most popular lager in England that, that, that I learned later in life but yeah like uh, the aha moment was the, the cask ale pulling with the old engine I mean, that's something you wouldn't expect on beer until you see it in a place. And right. that's like the most popular drink that they're having, right? Uh, the beer I'm drinking right now, you're Beyond the Binary ESB, which is one of my favorite styles. And very hard to find an ESB in San Diego. So excited to walk in and see that on the board. Uh, tell us a little, this, this must go back to your early roots. Yes, yes. yes. We, the extra special bitter, as, as you say, is a style, uh, really nice caramel notes. Actually, uh, one of the malts comes all the way from Scotland. Like most of the malt we use here would be local. Our Berta produces a ton of um, uh, grain. But there's one uh, malt called Double Roasted Crystal that comes all the way from Simpson's Malt in Scotland just to give that nice, beautiful, round uh, caramel note. This beer in particular is pretty special because we we, launched, we brewed it, well, the staff brewed it on... Um, uh, International Women's Day, March 8th, and they, they call it Beyond the Binary because we wanted to time it for just, you know, 
you know, the brewery is, is re really white male, cisgender driven. So it was brewed by all non, um, all, all the rest of the staff. Nice. So female, a, yes. And yeah. we launched it on um, Transgender Day of Visibility. So again, it was kind of like time with both. So he has oh. this, it goes beyond the binary and it uses a blend that most breweries in British Columbia would have used for International Women's Day. Nice. So it kind of like went, went around nice. uh, the team, the team ran with it. That's why we Good ask job. the questions, huh? Good yeah. question. Yeah. Great yeah. answer. That's a great story. <laughs> any other any other one you'd like to highlight? Uh, yes. Uh, talking about styles and, and, and blends, I'm very excited about um, our Sour Vesa. Yeah. So our Sour Vesa, it's, it's a, like a cerveza, you know, has that easy drinking characteristic, but we wanted to get it into, you know, imagine when you're having a, a, a beer in like Latin America, we Sorry, tend to use a lot of lime, <laughs> we tend to use a little bit of salt, right? So we wanted to make like, if you already had it on, on a beer. So it's a little sour, yeah. a little lemony, and also lager and refreshing. So it's like a, a way of getting into sours. If you're into sours yet, start with this type of sour, get yourself familiar, and then you go into kettle sours, barrel-aged sours. It's like a very nice introductory so sour. They call it a gateway sour. Exactly, it's a gateway sour. <laughs> yeah, and people are like, oh, I, I didn't realize I like the sour taste. Yeah. No, because you can be thrown, even a fruit sour, right. like a raspberry sour, could go up in your face into right. acidity, and you get that like a puckering face right away. Right. And so this is a way of like getting it, getting familiar, you know, understanding that not all acids are like very hard, like really nice. I mean, we, we do kombucha here as well. So we're pretty happy with like, you know, there's certain times when it's too lactic acidy or too acidic acid and working around the pH and the acidity. So this is like very nice gateway sour for, for people yeah. to Kombucha's kind of going crazy in San Diego. Uh, same up here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, I mean, also drinking less is a, it's a trend. Right. And when you don't drink and walk into a brewery, there's water and there's pop. So yeah. I think kombucha is a very nice, also craft uh, drink that you can have uh, without people, you know, what are you not drinking? Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's the that? drinking less? What's that all about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that sort of about? I know, I know. But um, so to be up there, like, um, well, me and my wife, when we opened the brewery, like, you know, you know the the process of being a brewery. There's, you're excited. You're trying a lot of beers. You're making a lot of beers, tasting a lot of beers. And then we actually was like, oh my god, we're drinking a little too much. <laughs> so you get home and crack a beer after work. And now we were getting home and cracking like a kombucha. And then so she started brewing it. And then when we opened the brewery, we felt like, why couldn't we also have a beverage to do it? And then I'm gonna be lying. Like a lot of times, like I'm having a beer or friends are here having a beer, and if I had a beer with every single friend that right. comes to the brewery, I wouldn't make it to the end of the day every day. <laughs> so sometimes you have a pint of kombucha and people will be like, cheers. No one will be telling me like, what are you not drinking? Right. Like it actually looks like beer is fizzing around, yeah. but it's also delicious. Like you can play around. Like um, we included a kombucha that we dry hop with Cascade hops. So even the, the restaurants, the notes, the taste, like it gives you a little bit of that, that side. But it's also great with lots of different foods. But yeah, like you need to be comfortable with acidity. Like you need to get into sours before you get into kombucha. So what's next for faculty brewing? Well, so COVID happened, as we all know, and all these changes happened around. And be, while we were closed with the tasting room, we started really getting into the package game. We were not a package brand before, and now we're doing it. So what's next for us is really keep growing our package brands. Now we're found in most local uh, liquor stores within Vancouver, a little bit in Victoria, a little bit in, in uh, Worcester and Kelowna. And so what's next for us is to grow the package brand, hopefully to then aim for a little larger facility where we can actually have a wholesale game and grow it. I think retail has been amazing these past five years, but if we learn it, you cannot rely into one revenue stream. And so relying on our tasting room was good, but not, not going forward. So we're going to really get into the package game and yeah. Well, 
best of luck. Yeah. Thank you so no, much. It's a fantastic. I mean, anyone who listens, if you're coming up to this area, you got to check it out. Because I also really like your approach. I like the academic. We're teachers, so oh, nice. we understand that. <laughs> but I really like. I at first I was going. It's interesting the numbers, but now it makes perfect sense. The, the 101, 102. You kind of get all that kind of stuff. That's it's very cool and. And uh, yeah, I like I like really the attention to detail in the craft as well. So, excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Mauricio, for taking time to share your beer and your story with us. Thanks so much. Well, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. 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 Wait, wait, you're clinking glass. There we go. Salute. Salute. Thank you. And Mauricio said, "Go down the street. Go to Brassneck." And that was right. something we'd heard more than once from a bunch of people. Yep. Go, go to Brassneck Brewing. So we did. Yep. We followed the rules. We followed the orders, and we head down the street to Brassneck Brewing. Um, great place. Yeah, it was fantastic. We got abandoned by Joe, so that was yeah. hurtful and sad. It was sad. I had to drink alone. Where did alone. I go? I forget. Uh, I, I, had been I drinking, think you were so. picking up some of the. I think you were picking up some of the other crew or something like that at that point. I don't remember. Right. Apparently, you found it more important to go pick up your wife who's yeah. stranded in the rain yeah. than sit and drink with us. Yeah. And you left your ESB just sitting right there. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I drank with your ESB. Yeah, you the did. chutney badge. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of those like you said yeah. they just said hey well the head brewer's here would you like to talk to him yeah we're like of course so we went back in the brewery and we talked to conrad yeah let's hear some of that so we are at brass neck brewing right came over here from after faculty yeah everyone we have run into in vancouver said you must go to brass neck right and they were right. And after sampling the beer, it's 100% right. Yeah, I, I would say I didn't. there's not a bad beer on the list. <laughs> and, there, and there's some beers that have blown my mind. Right. Yeah, the, those kind of wow beers. Yeah. Uh, I'm having the ESB. Yeah. Oh, I'm drinking the uh, the lager right now that was um, a no-brainer. No-brainer, which was a great name. But I'll, I was also very tempted, to, probably after this one, the passive-aggressive pale ale, which I think is the best pale ale I've had. Um, in in uh, this year, it, 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 I don't, in terms of any all new payloads, it's the best one I've had. Uh, Lucky so for us, Conrad, head brewer here at Brassneck, has taken a couple minutes to come say hello. Thank hey you for having us. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you guys. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your guys' uh, story here. Uh, you know, anything you can kind of share with us? Um, I mean, we we kind of opened up in 2013. We were right in with the first uh, kind of cohort of new breweries that opened up uh, around then, uh, kind of right when some of the rules changed around here. Uh, but I'm, my background is kind of more of an old school uh, brew pub brewer. Uh, I, I was the head brewer of Steamworks Brewing uh, from 1996 and uh, just kind of had spent quite a bit of time, you know, brewing in a, in a 10 barrel brew house setting, a brew pub setting. And I was friends with another fellow here, uh, Nigel Springthorpe, who uh, had at that time had one of the only real beer bars in Vancouver uh, called the Alibi Room. Uh, probably a place that you hopefully uh, have time to visit while you're in town. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, one day uh, he invited me into his kitchen and asked me if I wanted to start a brewery, and I was. I, told me I had lots of time to make up my mind and I was like yep let's do it <laughs> uh, and then uh, kind of away away we went and that was there was a you know a few other people uh, who were also had the same ideas like uh, 33 acres Main Street uh, were all uh, opening breweries right around the same time and there was a lot of kind of pent-up demand for small breweries right. in, in Vancouver that time. Yeah, very cool uh, well tell us we're, we're enjoying this ESB which is just an amazing beer. 
you told us a little bit of the backstory on it, but can, can you tell us again, what, what's the story behind the CSB? I mean, it's a pretty old school kind of English bitter recipe, really. Uh, it's got East Kent Goldings. Uh, if I can get Bramley Cross, I use that. Uh, the base malt is Maris Otter, and uh, we're using the Young strain, um, which is a really classic English strain. It's uh, it, it's drops out nice and bright, but and really like emphasizes malt character. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had a young brewer who worked with me. The last brewer I worked with at Steamworks, who just was really nerding out on English beer and kind of revitalized my interest in that style. Uh, and it's really, I find it's really refreshing beer to kind of bring back when you know we're we're known for experimenting a lot, but then. You go back to a beer like that, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is, this it's been done well for a long time." Yeah, so, right? there's a reason for that, for sure. Yeah. So, when you first started your adventure, your journey in craft beer, what, do you remember some of the the beer styles or, or specific beers that kind of blew your mind? To, is what beer can taste like? I mean, I like before I even started brewing, I remember uh, Big Rock Traditional uh, was a beer that my my mom brought home, and it was in the fridge. And I opened it up, and I, I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of wacky." And I tried one of those, and and that was it blew my mind at the time. I'd never tasted anything like that. And that well, was you're twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, you know, like that was an English style beer back then. And then home brewing, I do remember, you know, doing a, like a IPA with lots of East Kent Golding. And that was back then, you know, the very back then, it was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna use some interesting hops," and that's kind of what you reach for. Uh, then you know, like you kind of those got got left left in the rearview mirror pretty quickly when you had all kinds of interesting American hop varieties to use and, and other malts. It's kind of fun to come back to it. Very cool. So someone coming here to Brass Neck, I mean, you highlighted we highlighted a couple of beers, but what what would you recommend, or do you have anything else you'd like to highlight? Um, I mean that like the passive aggressive is one of our yeah. is one of our mainstays, uh, but I also like personally really like lagers a lot. Um, so no brainer is, is one that's really close to my heart. Um, and we're always trying to have a really good solid lager on. Um, another one that I think brings people in for sure is we do uh, like a tart raspberry beer called the Raspberry Changeling. And uh, that one is one, I'm actually trying to get raspberries right now because we had a really crazy summer last year and, and the raspberry harvest was disastrous. Okay. Probably going to have to wait till July for hopefully uh, get raspberries for that one again. Well, you know what? That's interesting. Everywhere I've gone, they've talked about raspberry yeah. beers and raspberry in the beer, but we haven't seen a raspberry beer yeah. since we've been We're here. a little early. A little early, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We get people asking for raspberry beer in April and I'm, you know, I always say, like, you see any raspberries growing? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah, there you Although go. I'm yeah. having a mango beer back at the table that's and fair, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. any mangoes either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good beer. Yeah. That's quite a good beer, the mango. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's actually our, our uh, my brewer Alex really wanted to try that out. Um, and we're luckily a kind of brewery where, where the guys get a chance to experiment a fair bit. Yeah, no, it's very tasty. Yeah. Well, Conrad, thank you for yeah. taking five minutes out of your time. I know you're busy. This place is, is hopping and great beers. We're going to get back to trying some more. Awesome. Well, thank you. Cheers. By. Cheers. Thank you. Great trip. Oh, we have more to share. Yes, we do. More toasts, 
You got any more roasted pores? I do have enough. Okay. I have a little bit of everything. We saved a little more uh, for the next show. Uh, but listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking for p- places to take a brewery tour or, or just check out a brew scene, put British Columbia on your, on your list. Uh, help us continue our podcast by visiting our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Sign up for Buy Us a Coffee. Visit our store. Links are in social media. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.